just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh, oh he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane, knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairy Finders. It is here, we are in the last major of the year, the Open Week. I'm joined, of course, by Stephen Donny. How are we doing, lads? Hello, Mike. Hello, Donny. Oh, how are you, lads? I am sweating. Like, you're over in Toronto. You're oh, used yeah, to I heard it's hot as shit there. It's though. fucked, man. It's fucked. There's no air conditioning in the apartment, and <laughs> I am sweating my bollocks off. It's really, really uncomfortable. It was like 26 degrees here, oh. which oh. in the context of many parts of the world, that's kind of like you'd wear a jacket for some people. But fuck me, it's really humid as well. It does not feel like Ireland at all. Yeah. Otherwise, good. <laughs> Apart from the fact I'm a puddle. I'm like, yeah, which is one of the... No, I think it was one of the Fantastic Four that turns into water. Who's the... Well, Aquaman, I guess. Aquaman, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know him, but that was a Fantastic no Four. Yeah. No one turned into water. Someone, no. someone turned into flames, all right? Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, didn't Jesus turn the water into wine, too, didn't he? He did indeed, Steve. Um, Joe's about to drink in Machio, even when it's about religion. <laughs> about <the> drinking. <laughs> so last week, I guess, to really to recap quickly, we had Scottish Open. Uh, we saw Mr. Xander Sh- Shoffley, even. Um, go wire to wire, right? Yeah, uh, was it? It was close to where to where, anyway, wasn't it? He's the bottler, isn't he? Boys? Oh my god, he is, isn't he, Danny? We need to queue, <laughs> we need to queue up some old clips. Like, I, I have definitely I have called him, I've called him a leaderboard clogger like several times. Yeah. And at the time, I was just so emphatically of the belief that the guy was afraid how to win. And now he's gone and won the travelers, haven't overcome a bit of adversity. Not that it matters in the context of world ranking points, but he goes and steamrollers everyone at the JP McManus, and now he's won the Scottish Open. Yeah, uh, yeah. Xander, Xander is a killer. What the hell? I can't believe I've just said those words, but I am definitely wrong about his mentality to win. Uh, whatever hang-ups he had about getting over the line, like winning, winning golf tournaments at this level is incredibly hard. It just is not something that you can do with huge regularity when you're in contention. But uh, yeah, seriously impressive. Especially to go to Ireland. And yes, it was a Parklands course, fine. But like to go over to Ireland, dominate, yes, not a very competitive comp, comp, whatever. But then to go over to Scotland, absolutely dominate. Like I was very impressed. I have to say like when when I see Scottish Opens and stuff, it's, it's usually, you know, you're... Kind of local lads play better. A lot of the European players t- seem to play better because it's a links course. They're more used to it. Some of the Americans struggle, for example, Scottish Effler struggled majorly this week. And yeah, Xander wasn't phased at all. Um, it was just incredible playing. Um, you know, he just played exceptionally well, got a massive lead after, was it Friday? And just was too far Saturday, ahead. Even, yeah. Saturday, well, was it? Yeah. It was just nice too far to, ahead. Nice to hear Donnie saying that he was wrong. Can we maybe clip that up? Um, oh, I'm, 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 well, sorry, all, all I'm, I can yeah. say is I think I'm very often wrong. Whoever, I don't mind being wrong. Yeah. 
to be fair, if Donnie says he's a leaderboard clogger or if Steve in, in general says he's a coward or isn't good enough, those oh. are the players you should be backing, to be honest, lads, right? That, that is a top tip, right? Well, definitely if Steve calls a guy a coward, if he's Steve definitely calls a guy a coward. Because there's a 100% hit rate. One, back him because he's going to win, you know? That's a 100% a hit rate. Yeah. He still yeah. is a coward. Um, but I think you have to look at the, the bottle narrative was nearly back, though, um, boys, on, on Sunday because he was yeah. three... He started three clear and he did his he did his very best to uh to, to well bottle it and, and bring himself back. And there was one point where he was a shot behind Kirkidiama, who it's good to see him actually featuring on a, a big event because he's European tourist stalwart. Yeah, he he's been a guy that's been like a guy that should be winning events. And uh, I think a lot of us have backed him over the last couple of years, but he's never actually done anything worth talking about. So it was good to see him actually featuring on, on one of these boards. Um yeah, I think Xander did his best basically to lose it, but it was basically just down to the lack of a po- like good opponents close to him because you had KH Lee. I was a KH Lee, or what was the guy's name? Um, I can't. It wasn't KH Lee. You had him and you had um, Kirk Hidiyama that were chasing him down, so they're not going to really intimidate you. You can't lay making a a, a dash for the to, to post a number, but never got there. You had speed. Who blew up on a pirate three uh, after a double, double bogey and that put him out of contention. So I think I don't think this was Xander, you know, showing himself to be one of the greats of the game. It was more him kind of stumbling over the line. I feel in the end, but again, look, he he did enough to, to win, and and that's what he's been missing for the last uh, two three years or whenever whenever he's been clogging leaderboards according to our our good pal Donny there. So yeah, no, great great to see. Can he do four in a row now between? Uh, the open crazy. going back to the law of averages mm. kind of Scotty Scheffler syndrome I don't think he can yeah. um, but I suppose that's something we can get into a bit later well interesting yeah I look again I know I'm not jumping the gun here or anything um, I just saw that the golf tips checker just threw up their their most tipped players for this week um, and not to jump the gun but I see that Xander only has nine people tipping him this week which is one of them is is myself so i found that very interesting the top mm-hmm. person tipped we has 17 picks for example so who's that cam smith oh actually cam smith is the most tipped followed by uh max homa then tony fino um tommy fleetwood and then jordan speed perfect mm. i've none of those five so some, some very in some very interesting ones there. A couple of a couple like Max Homer is a bit of a misnomer. Tony Fino. Uh, Tony Fino. No, Tony yeah, Fino, that's, I guess. That's Tony Fino has shown some uh, he's shown some form in opens before. I don't have, I don't have his record up here in front of me, but Tony's a coward. Tony's not actually that's it. That's that's all I needed to hear, you know. Um but yeah, sure. Look again, again, um I guess any any last words, I guess, on the Scottish Open or anything before we we move on. I know Steve you wanted to comment on um the world number one missing the cut, didn't look comfortable at all at the weekend. Didn't look comfortable when he played in the JP McManus stuff last last weekend either. Um, no, I don't really have a comment on it, just just more of an observation that the world yeah. number one missing missing the cut yet again. So um yeah, look, we'll see what he does. I still week. do think I, I I'll stick to my take. On on less on Scotty and more so on that title. I just do think that you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. I've said that before. Mm-hmm. I think when you're world number one 
and it's said every time you stand the tee box on the tee, world number one. I think there's just a bit of, you know, like you shit yourself. And it's he nearly went the PGA though, didn't he? He yeah, uh, yeah, US no, Open, PGA aside, the US I, Open. I just yeah, I, I just think that tag is a little bit of a it, it's a scary tag to have after Tiger had it for so long. That's my that's my 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 hot take on world number one is not that it's a poison chalice and the world, you know, it's not like this isn't like Wimbledon where the world number one will win Wimbledon eight out of ten times or whatever. This is golf and the margins are very fine, but I don't think having that tag is particularly helpful. And I think if you ask Scotty, would you like to be world number two for a while? Maybe, maybe he'd say it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't think about it. He yeah. probably would say that. I'm sure he'd say that. That'd be the right thing to say. But yeah, if he could, if he could have a little word with himself, maybe he'd be like, yeah, word number two would be all right. Actually, yeah. Other takeaways, bro. I don't really. There's not a lot to be honest. I I, I treat this as like a a preseason friendly for the Open. You know what I mean? If if you yeah. play well, great. You're just you're just sharpening up your game over two days, four days, whatever it might be. If you miss a cut here, you're not too bothered because you get to go down. To St Andrews, well, not that it's far away, but you get to go to St Andrews a bit earlier, uh, and and you've already played two days of link. So again, I, I wouldn't... that's why Jay, that's why JT missed the cut on purpose because he's going to win this week. Yeah, boy, yeah. Um, yeah like I mean, the you know the that with Xander's win there, it gets him into the top five now in the world. Um, he's fifth. Mm. Patrick Cantley also end up to fourth. Um, yeah. Oh, can, I, can I drop in so I've got a bunch of open trends and I don't want to just bombard our listeners with it but there's a good one related to Xander in that in recent history five of the last seven open championship winners have won one of their last five events uh, so one, sorry nine? not one of, sorry five of the last seven winners had won one of the last five events so the last five winners on the PGA Tour now, of course, we could look at guys on other tours as well, but you got Xander, now Fitz, Rory, Horschel, Burns. And Trey Mullinax. Yeah. Is, it not, modern, is, it, is it not modern you? Ah, whatever. Ish. Yeah. I was just thinking it might be. I, don't know. Well, I think Mullinax sounds better. Probably does. Sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah. Lazy one. Yeah. <laughs> but wins golf tournaments. So, yeah, so, all right. So, I guess we'll get... We're cracking so fully into the into the Open Championship this week. So, Steve, do you want to take it away? I think if you get John Ram in the final group on Sunday, I think he stands on next and he's going to get it done. Because the winner this week is going to be my, my one and done pick. I put put it on Twitter, put put my put my cards down on on the line. I'm going for Rory McIlroy. I'm actually I'm hopping aboard the Billy Ho uh, oh. train. He's 28, so I think you can get him. Straight off the bat, not even going to waste time. Paul Casey and Sam Burns, previous winners, both over 22 to 1. I think that's an absolute value bet there. My third pick um, is Hideki Matsuyama. I got him at 18s this morning. Uh, right, so Open Championship, St. Andrews links the old course. It's in Fife in Scotland. Uh, 7,189 yards. It's a par 70. Uh, defending champion is Colin Morikawa. He beat Jordan Speed last year uh, by two strokes in Royal St. George's. No tournament in 2020, cancelled due to COVID. And then uh, Shane Lowry held the, one of the longest spells as, as Open champion back from 2019, beating Tommy Fleetwood by six strokes. Uh, at Royal Port Rush, then Francesco Molinari, 2018, 
he beat uh, Kevin Kisner, Rory McIlroy, Justin Rose, and Xander Shoffley, man at the moment, uh, by two two strokes. So there was a big tie for second there that year. Uh, and then just going back to 2017, Jordan Speed beat Matt Kuchar um, by three strokes at Royal Birkdale. Um, so the Open, it's the you know the major in a lot of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. It's been going on since 1860. And can anyone tell me who won the first Open Championship in 1860? Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Um, uh, Alexander the Great. <laughs> Alexander the Great, no. Uh, Willie Park Sr., Beat old Tom Morris. Oh, I was going to say old Tom yeah. Morris. I yeah, actually was, was going to say old Tom yeah. Morris. In 1860, he won by two strokes from old Tom Morris. Uh, and a, a good status. So that started in 1860. And in 1871, the Open was cancelled as there was no trophy available. So there was no Open. <laughs> there was no, no trophy open. available. Yeah. hope that doesn't happen to Fairway Finders Invitational now in December. Yeah, I, I actually laid eyes on it a couple of weeks ago, so I know it is still safe. Um, Guard that yeah. with your life. There's the, there's the interesting stats. So Willie Park Sr., first winner in 1860, and there was no event. I, I wonder what happened. Maybe someone stole the trophy, maybe it broke. Who knows? But there was no no uh, no tournament in 1871, which obviously... Here's a quiz favorite. question. Here's a quiz question for you. Do you remember there was the, the old World Cup, football World Cup trophy? I say you do remember. It was before any of us were born. Yeah. But it went, it went missing or it was stolen, and it was ended up being found in a ditch by a dog. I do know that. What was the dog's name? Uh, I'm nearly 99, I'm nearly 100% sure the dog's name was Pickles. Yeah, I think that rings a bell. Well, there you go. Good old Pickles. Play to your Pickles. Maybe, maybe Pickles uh, Senior found the Open Championship in 1871. <laughs> I haven't, Potentially. haven't actually, <laughs> haven't actually heard this, but yeah, it's, it's 100. I don't know what they have. I don't think they have Ancestry.com for dogs. You never know. There's a there's a business idea for you, um, Donny, if, if you're looking for a side gig. Uh, yeah, 150 playing at the Open. It's back to the home of golf in, in St. Andrews. Tigers, as far as we know, he's teeing it up. What sort of shape he's going to be in. Nobody really knows that. There's rumours going out about how, how healthy he is. And uh, I think that's all that I have to cover on it. So I'll throw it over to yourself, Brew, to give us a run-through of the yep. betting odds. Cool, yeah. So... Um... We have Mr. Rory McIlroy, favourite. Um, at Deservedly. About, at about 10 to 1. We have Xander Shoffley after last week's performance at 16 to 1. John Ram at 18 to 1. Huge price on Ram. Jordan Speet at 18 to 1. Scotty Scheffler, 18 to 1. Matty Fitz, 20 to 1. JT, 22 to 1, Fleezy 25 to 1, uh, Morikawa 25 to 1, defending champ, Shane Lowry 25 to 1, Patrick Cantley 28 to 1, Cam Smith 28 to 1, DJ Tyrrell Hatton and Tommy Fleetwood all 33 to 1, and then we have Brooks Kepka at 35 to 1, and then Hideki Matsuyama and uh, Louis Hazen and kind of Victor Hovland, Sam Burns, all at 40 to 1. So that's the kind of main 20 kind of people there. Um, Beautiful. So we yeah. go through them. Yay or yeah, nay? We'll do, yeah, we'll do our usual yay or nay. Yay meaning you're picking you're them. Um, nay being even if you like them, either their price wasn't great or there's some niggling reason why you didn't pick them this week. So I guess to start off with, uh, Rory McIlroy is my first pick, actually. 
Um, I think it's the first time I picked McElroy for a major since we started the podcast. Um, and well, yeah, Aaron Tofu, huh? Coward. Ah, uh, look. I mean, I, I think I. I, I just think um, all season, and then now, now that he's in a bit of form, you're on the bandwagon, huh? No, I just think I just think I'm a very, very coy, selective better, Steve. You know, um, and favorite, I think it's it? it's uh. Just look if it's favorites, it's fine, you know. Um, but if he wins, he wins, and you know, um, at the end of the day, uh, I just think R- Rory is. I, I, I think if I was to pick any major for McElroy, I think this the open in St. Andrews is just such a course that Rory can absolutely smash. Um, he's been playing insanely well in majors the last two majors that, that we've had. Um, I suppose even even say the last three realistically. So yeah, look, I mean, I I think it just it suits him. He's finally getting to form, and you know, I think out of all the majors, this is the one that I have Rory absolutely winning, to be honest. So I would love to see it, Brew. And I think uh, 150 at open, McElroy can ride himself into the the history books as a as a legend of the game by winning winning this his fifth major at, at St. Andrews. Um I think he has the best chance. I think he's the worthy favorite. I think he's he's the best player in the world for my money at the moment. But I'm gonna swerve him this week just purely on price. Uh, I, I backed him at Augusta when I was fully sure he was going to win, and I, he was eighteen to one at that point. Mm-hmm. And now to try and get him at, to justify backing him at ten to one is just not not something that I'm interested in this week. So, regrettably, I'm going to swerve him, and, and I'll happily watch him lift the carrot jog if uh, if it happens. Well, something weird's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. For maybe the third or fourth time in podcast history, Stephen Donny are agreeing. <laughs> yeah, no, it, for, but no also, camera the, on, Danny, so I can't for, see your facial. For the exact same reason, yeah. So oh. slight segue. I'm currently having an allergic reaction to the neighbor's dog who I just met before coming on the podcast. <laughs> this is hilarious, actually. Right, leave I was the camera just on. The neighbors. I just moved house and I was just meeting the neighbors, and there's this ten-month-old beautiful little staffy called Pepper, and she was so uh, friendly, and I was petting her, and they've rubbed my eye, and I look like the elephant man. <laughs> we, we, honestly like that's actually live breaking news in the podcast i kind of now can't see out of one eye and i'm not even joking so i'm, I'm just popping like about four antihistamines anyway that'll be a laugh i tell you what if someone doesn't tweet us laughing at that there's something seriously gone wrong you should leave um, your camera on that'd be better no fuck off uh, <laughs> on rory um i totally agree in terms of price that, that it's hard just with the price you think i think you'll contend god if it's rory against any one of my guys on sunday i still think i'm up for rory to be honest um in terms of stylistically around here i think that we haven't we didn't really talk about it you know we speak start speaking about the open but i think this I think they're going to take the piss out of the old course, which makes me a little bit sad. Because yeah. if the wind doesn't blow, this is going to become, it's going to become a wedge fest. It's going to become who can hit it close enough times from 100 yards or 75 yards. And it's going to be like 22 under, which is kind yeah. of epoxy for a major championship. Um, that's probably one area that Rory, it's been well documented about the struggles with his wedge game. It seems to have improved dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in terms of Rory's putting, I think Rory is now can, can conceivably say he's one of the best putters in the world because I do think he is. 
Um, and, and I think he'll have no trouble in, in playing on greens that are only nine or ten on the stint meter. He's in great shape. He's totally deserving favorite, and I'd love to see him win. But yeah, he, he's nay because of the price. Fair. Um, looking at just randomly looking at the weather here for the weekend. Um, Thursday looks decent but windy. Friday looks like there could be a, a decent amount of, of, of rain. Um, and then Saturday and Sunday seem dry, but again, quite quite windy. Nothing major, but... Yeah. I would also say that those those forecasts, you see, I saw forecasts of like, oh, you know, wind, 13 mile an hour, 14 mile an hour. That's it's probably taking a large swathe. I'm not, I'm not a fucking meteorologist or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's probably taking a large swathe of that region in its entirety, as opposed to... That's the old course. It's right on the fucking coast. The wind will probably hell in places. You probably will get gusts of 30, 40 mile an hour. And I'd hope so, because my God, that beautiful old course needs protecting. And if it doesn't get protected, it's going to be kind of not sad. It is what it is, but you don't want someone shooting out like better than 20 under. I think Morikawa got to 15, didn't he? At Royal St. George's last year. What did Louis? What did Louis do in twenty ten? I think he won it maybe ah, ten, he, or but he won by six. He won by six, yeah. And in twenty fifteen, Zach Johnson, it was it was here in twenty fifteen as well, yeah. and he was fifteen under par. So the la- I think the last two times it's been here, it's been fifteen under. So I think that's a reasonable because at some point, like the wind is going to blow. It's not going to be calm for four days. You had Lowry winning in, uh, like the lowest score that we've seen in the last decade or so was. Uh, Henrik Stenson in 2016 at Royal Truen, and that was 21 there. So one of the best majors of all time. Ah, it was yeah, it was unreal. It was it was a match bet basically, but it was still it was it was one of the best majors I've ever seen. And I actually watched that back again regularly because I think it was Stenson 63, bet Phil 65, and the next guy was 29 shots away or something. It was yeah, just something, brilliant. something like that. Yeah, but I think like realistically at an open championship, I think 15 on the par is a good. Yeah, um, a good benchmark. People are saying players hit it further, players do this and that, but I still think the the open course has enough, or the the old course has enough defenses with the wind, massive greens to test putting and all that. So I, I think I I don't see it going up to the twenties personally, but uh, we we will see. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so the next favorite, as I said, after his Scottish Open win last week, is Xander Shoffley. Also, really quickly before I go on. Uh, these odds are brought to you by Points Bet Canada. Points Bet Canada is only available in Ontario. Um, betters must be 19 ye- uh, years or older to bet, and please gamble responsibly. So, Xander um, is my second pick. I know it's absolutely a shock in the life of the first two people on the list, but be like, it is yeah. what it is. I backed him uh, before his price really changed. He's down to 16 to 1 now. Um, I, I got him earlier at around 20 or 22. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, again, don't really think his form speaks for 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 itself. As Steve said earlier, I do think it's very hard to go back to back to back in, in competitions. But, I mean, if there's anyone who's very much in form on very similar golf courses, it is Xander Shoffley. So that's why he's going to be my second pick. Yeah, just again, law of averages. I don't think he can he can win. It will be four events, official and non-official in a row. 
he's playing as confident as anyone. He has that Scheffler effect from earlier in the year and the floodgates have opened for him and he knows how, how to win. But I, 14 to 1, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest get involved with, with Schaffle at 14 to 1. If someone said to you three months ago, Schaffle is going to be 14 to 1 second favourite, for the open, people would be putting you up to a madhouse. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah really respect him. He's, yeah, respect him. Yeah, he's he's sixteen to one on 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 most books, but yeah, even at that, it's still very short. Yeah, yeah, not for me, not for me. I'd, I'd laugh, I'd laugh in someone's goddamn face if they told me he was sixteen to one second favor for the open even three yeah. months ago. Uh, I'm gonna cling on to whatever whatever credibility my. Xander is a leaderboard clogger narrative still has, which is approximately 0.001%. Ah, it's got Major, on it. Yeah, it is. Majors are different. Yeah. It's a fucking major. And you know what? It is the major on the course. It is a massive milestone. It is potentially the last time in a long, in a while, we don't know, that we're seeing all the legit best guys in the world at a major championship. This is like potentially the most important major championship of the last 20 years. That's I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there with the context of where golf is and we don't the uncertainty that's about to come and continue. Mm-hmm. Uh Xander's not fucking winning this thing. Come on. Nay, obviously. Okay. That's exactly what I said, Donnie, about Scotty Scheffler. I said he's won what's he done at the majors? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, no. So just tread carefully. Dangerous. Yeah, dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. Tread carefully. Oh, look, Honestly, honestly, that's me kind of somewhat not rolling back because I don't think he's winning, but playing up to how wrong I was about his ability to win at all. Um, but super, super player, teeth green, immense, excellent putter. Um, scrambling's pretty solid, like no real weaknesses apart from what I had thought was between the ears. Uh, would you call him a coward, Danny? I wouldn't. I, he seems like a really good bloke, actually. I love, yeah, yeah I like the guy. I like the guy. So, nice nice uh, brand of shoes as well. I think he's Adidas, is he? Good brand. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, unlike yeah. Some, some brands that, that will yeah. probably not be sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But ironic sponsorship, maybe. Okay, so the next three, we have three big hitters, all at 18 to 1. We have John Ram, Jordan Speeth, and Scotty Scheffler. So I believe Steve, one of those is one of your main fancies this week. Yes, indeed, Brew. Um, so yeah, for me, John Ram is your winner. I'm gonna have my, I think it's my biggest ever golf bet on him. I'm that confident that he's gonna win. He's 18 to one. He's finally at a price. I know you boys were were jumping all over him when he was two to one favorite or something for the, the US Open last year. <laughs> and we um, and we cashed and we cashed uh, winning bets. Exactly. In, yeah. yeah, yeah. Double your money. Nice. Um. So eighteen to one. He's at, he's a reasonable price now. You're getting not eight nine places each way on him, um, in, in multiple different places. So I I just think everything about it, uh, links form is there. Open form is there. He has a win on the PGA Tour this year. He's tr- he's major. I'm sure he's disappointed with how he's played in the majors. But I think going to St Andrews, I, I just I can't see anything but a John Ram win. So I am all over a massive m- biggest yay of the year so far. Uh, even more than Rory from wow. Augusta, and R- Rory came second at Augusta. Just, can I can know, I backdoor obviously backdoor second, but so can I press you on that? What like obviously, yeah. I I he actually is. Um, He's yay for me as well, so he's going to be my saving bet. I've got six guys because it is an open championship, and he's like my saver. So I've done a win only bet on John Ram as as I think the guy who 
I was most afraid of and would bail me out if my actual fancies don't, don't come through. Yeah. What is it about like the place that he's in now, Steve, that makes you feel like it's it's time for him to win a second major? So let me tell you. Let me tell you right here, Danny, okay? <laughs> so John Ram has played 15 events this season on PGA Tour. He has six top tens. Not bad, not not probably John Ram standards. The major championships, 27 at the Masters, 48 at the PGA, and a nice 12th at the US Open, showing me that he is trending in the right direction. He leads the tour on strokes gain off the tee. He's first um, for that stat. He's sixth tee to green, and he's seventh strokes gain total on the PGA Tour. His open record, excellent. Third last year, uh, T11 in 2019 at Royal Port Ross. He always, always features... Um, in terms of links, demolished the field at the Irish Open in Port Stewart 2017, won by six shots, and he also won the 2019 Irish Open at the Hinch. So Ram loves links golf. He's a 14-time winner on tour. I think whatever that happened to him, FedEx Cup, um, losing that out to Cantlay, the whole, I, I still think that's in his mind that he's still he's still angry. I think an angry John Ram and European affinity with the, the Open as well as a big thing, you know, Seve and, and all these boys. Can so, I drop my second trend? Please, a trend. As, no, as long just, as it as long as it supports John Rand, then go ahead. Well, yeah, it does. No, Perfect. Well, yeah, no, no fire away. Fire it's away. the one major that's very different to the other majors in the sense that there's been 149 winners. That's not true because some lads have won it more than once. So let's like say old Tom Morris has a, a rake at him, and then young Tom. Yeah, Morris. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say 125, 13. Yeah. Um, 55% of Open champions are European. Yeah, and when you look at that with the U.S. Open, the U.S. Open has just had its first English winner. Oh well, apart from Justin Rose. Um, yeah, it, it's totally at odds with the other majors in that. And now still 30% of, of winners have come from the States and then there's 15% from South Africa. South Africans fucking love the Open. Um, but yeah, there's, no, there's another trend. Europeans are, you know, their, their index is higher than baseline for other tournaments in an Open. So if you yeah. want to back Europeans this week, you go right ahead and do that. Yeah, no, he's my man. I've been, I've been saving him in this one and done league that I'm in all year long just for this this event so i swerved memorial i thought i thought memorial might be the one to use him but um i've been saving him for the open championship and i just i can't see anything but john ram with the claret jog uh on sunday sunday evening yeah i mean the only thing i would say is i backed i backed john ram at the last major and he just there's just something there's something just wrong with his game at the moment like i don't know what it is but game 12 though bro yeah, but like, is that good enough though? That's not bad. Like, are you gonna go good, back? Like... Are you gonna, yeah, but are you gonna go back when he retires and go, fuck, he did well to finish 12th that year there? Like, you're not like, that's not, that's not good enough for John Ram though. It's not like Jimmy, you know I'm saying mind, it isn't. he just, he just, he wasn't hitting the shots that he wanted to and he got very frustrated. Um, and I don't know, they're just, he just doesn't seem now, not saying he can't click this that weekend, he definitely can, but. Just as of late, even at the Scottish Open, he didn't look great. Like so, um, yeah, he's he's just a smurf. The only, he's as I said, he's my saver, so I'm saying yay. But um, if you were to look for a negative on Ram, what I always look for is guys who can separate themselves from the riffraff, and usually how that comes to pass is guys separate themselves from the riffraff on a difficult golf course. Now, we know 17 Road Hall's legendary tough golf course. It always plays like 4.7, you know, way over par, always. But John Ram's a great man for US Open. He's a great man for tough golf courses. The old course is 
a field with massive greens in it. Yeah, that's that's unfair. It's a very iconic place. Very unfair. Then, yeah. I just think I just think like if you look at the Open as well, um, Ben Curtis won the Open Championship here at St Andrews. Who the fuck is Ben Curtis? Like he was world number three hundred and seventy nine, which hilariously is I think is what Graham McDowell's current world ranking is. Um, anyway, um, that's a segue. But John Ram can't separate himself with his his tee to green game this week because it's not it, it's not needed. As in, a lot of guys are going to hit a lot of great shots and a lot of big drives, and the ball's going to fucking shoot off these fairways like they're they're dual carriageways or motorways. Like like you saw, I saw Sam Burns like like basically using a golf ball as a basketball on one of the fairways earlier. Like he throws into the ground, the thing pops up the same height. It's so rock solid. So that's if you are looking for a reason to get away from John, it's it's not even a good reason. And I say it's easy gay for me. It's just there. Uh, he what he where his strengths are in his game, it can be replicated by a lot of guys this week just because of the golf course. He, he just has strengths everywhere, though. Uh, oh, he does, yeah, just, totally. There's not much wrong with his game, and, and in terms of birdie, you know, you say difficult golf courses. He won the 2017 Open by six shots at 24 under par, and then the the 2019 at 16 under par by two strokes. So he can on a links course. He has proven form oh, in the book of awesome. Of, Birdie yeah. fest. So, um, again, look, there's there's holes in everyone that you can pick, but I think Ram is a solid at the price you're getting. Like John Ram shouldn't be eighteen to one for uh, any major championship, just given his record. I know this year it hasn't been hasn't been what it should be, but it's no. Look, I, I agree. I'm I'm scared of him because I think he's got he's got legitimate links golf credentials that a pick? lot of other other guys don't. And and the only reason I would break is. Just in trying to strike balance, like I'm a yay, you're a yay, and bruise an A. But if I could find a reason not to back him, it's the reason I just gave. It's it's a shit reason. So you're probably if you're backing John Ram this week, you're probably feeling pretty good about it. Fair. And think? then the, the other two add at 18 to 1, Jordan Sweet and Scotty Scheffler. Any anyone on those two? Scheffler's a coward, so he's no for me. And um <laughs> Speed, highly respected, great player, but I'm gonna I'm gonna swerve him. Uh, this week I backed him last week at the Scottish Open disappointed with how he played par threes terribly um, in, in Scotland so a little bit even though there's only two par threes I think at, at St Andrews but um, yeah disappointed with, with how he finished it off so I'm going to I'm going to swerve him this week so Scheffler no he's a coward and then no for speed but respected <laughs> oh <laughs> Scheffler wins it's going to be brilliant um, yeah I'm nay on both of them mm-hmm. I'm gonna to stick to my um what I said. Yeah, fair. Um okay. Sorry, Donnie, just, just, Donnie just was mid sneeze there. That's why he kind of paused. He wasn't doing it. Oh sorry, dramatic. I thought that was it. <coughs> sorry, that's oh, no hey. shocking, shocking. Like, honestly, this dog has kind of fucked me up. I, I I need the I need the hospital. Yeah, um, you have like a fucking you have like an antihistamine or something like that. Yeah, I've taken a bunch of them. Um sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm out to the hospital. I'm out to the hospital one way or another. Uh, it's either an overdose or it's for the allergy one way or another. That's tough. Uh, speed, speed is yeah. I think speed's going to be in the mix. I don't think you win. Um, he loves links golf as well. Yeah, I think he'll be in the mix. I think he'll go well. I think the easier the course is, the the slower a chance. The, the lower the scores are, the lower a chance that it'll be speed. And I think that exists for Matt Fitzpatrick as well. Yeah, fair. Look, that's fair enough. Um, I I don't know. I just have a feeling that. You know, one of the three major champions so far this year, I could really see them, one of them winning a second major, except for Scotty Scheffler. Um, 
And I'm very pro Scotty, but he's just doesn't seem to be liking the Lynx style of play. Doesn't like to be playing. So far, he's played in Ireland and Scotland, played poorly in both. Um, look, he's world number one. Could he turn around? Of course he could, but he's a strong swerve for me. Uh, love Jordan Speed, probably one of my favorite golfers, absolute legend. And it's great to see him pointing on in Ireland last week playing the Lynx courses, but yet again, a, a nay for me. Um, can, I, can I drop yeah. in another trend to support the, in terms of prevalence of major winners? So in the last the last 22 major winners, and that includes guys who won more than once, I think that's obviously includes like Kepka, 20 of them had posted an eighth or better in one of their last three majors. So the likelihood is guys who are going to be the sharp end on Sunday, statistically, the probability is it's going to be guys who are at the, at the sharp end in one of PGA US Open. So look at the top tens. Do you ever find any trends there? If a guy played well there and he matches up well to Lynx Golf, ding, ding, ding. You've got, yep. a, and, and that's, that's, do you know what? That's why Cam Smith is the most fancied guy, actually. Yep. So far. Yeah, that's right. So um, next up, we have Matt Fitzpatrick. He is my third pick. Again, I just think either out of Matt Fitzpatrick and JT, I, I, I could easily see one of them winning again uh, this uh, weekend. And the only person I'm really worried about personally is, is Rory, um, you know, outside of those two people. But yeah, I'm going to just see what your take is on him. Obviously, Steve, please don't be calling him a coward again. No, Bruno, I'll tell you, no comment for me this week. I wish him all the best. <laughs> fair, fair time. Right, so Steve's afraid of him. I'm just having a look at his open record, just out of interest. So he's nay for me. Um, I didn't think back, like, man, what a shot. I know we talked about it. The shot that he hit at the US Open, honestly, it's gone down in history as one of the best under pressure, difficult shots ever to win a major. I never thought Matt Fitzpatrick had that in him, and he does, and fair play. Do you think he meant what the shot on Oh, he well, he according to himself, he actually he, like he he flushed it for like he didn't think it was going to go that far past the flag, but um, it was just serious bottle. He's posted he was tied 26th last year, tied 20th the year before that, uh, missed the cut in 2018, missed the cut in oh, sorry, tied 44 2017, missed the cut in 2016. I'm not, I, I just based on the same reason, I didn't think he would be US Open. I'm not backing Matt Fitzpatrick to win back to back. Majors at twenty to one as well, and, and again, I think I think it's going to be a twenty under par week. I know, like I think, yeah, between fifty and under and twenty under, and I think, um, I think guys can get get hot more than Matty Fitz can. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So next up, we have Mister JT at twenty two to one. He is another yay from me. Another yeah. yay. Another yay. Wow. How many yays is that? <laughs> Four. You can't, you can't Four say nay as well, bro. You know, I can't, I know, but I just think <laughs> I'll say nay to actually. Ram Scheffler speak. I said, I said nay to Jordan, Scotty, uh, and Ram. Yeah, fair. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm yay as well. So, my, my, so John Ram's my saver, and JT is my second fancy. Uh, he's not my primary fancy, but. What I'm basing this on is I'm actually delighted he missed the cut last week. I don't I don't know if playing an extra two days around the Renaissance Club is going to prepare you for St Andrews. It's not going to in terms of intensity. Wind was up, yeah. The guy, you know, JT has, has has played the Open before. He's he's uh, 
he's he's not posted the top 10. So another trend that I'll tr- chuck out at you in terms of the Open Championship is... Where is it in my notes? Yeah, nine of the last 10 winners had previously posted a top 10 at the Open. And the obvious uh, exception to that is going to be Colin Morikawa on his debut last week, last year. So that's a really robust trend that you need to have kind of solved this and been in contention before, before you actually do. And JT's best is top 11. So despite that, the reason I like him is... I think it's going to be a wedge fest. I think there's going to be a lot of like between 50 and 125 yards into par fours. So he's first in proximity to the hole this season, which will surprise nobody in terms of his wedge game and in terms of his general approach play. So he's got that on the side. He's top dog. He hits the closest of anyone. And he's also ninth in scrambling when he doesn't do it. So not worried at all about his miscut. And I'm after getting him on the exchange at 22 to one. So I'm after kind of, Call it four units. Whatever you think I call a unit, it's four units on JT to win it. Beautiful. Yeah, look, I, I respect him. I, I I love JT. I was all over him at the PGA Championship where he managed to pull it off. Uh, it's just purely his open record that uh, that I'm swerving him. Uh, I prefer JT's a guy I just prefer on US soil. He seems like it's just a proper little American kid that loves, loves playing at home, close to home. His record at the Open, just to read it out, 20 he's played seven times since 2016 he's been t53 caught caught t11 and t40 so it's just not a record that i can uh look you don't have to have won an open before but i'd like to oh. see you be be up there there thereabouts and, and he just hasn't done that so can i drop uh, another happy. trend in go on here's a trend there's loads of we see it's somewhat related there are in the last 10 years or so, there have been lots of open champions that were not that didn't have either of decent recent form or uh, recent open championship form. And of the so seven of the last 11 winners had missed the cut the, pre- the previous year. And of the four guys who made the cut, the best performance was Spieth, who was a top 30. So when you see like, oh, cut, cut, or 54th, seven of 11 guys missed it, went blah, 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 cut, and then won the Open. And all yeah. the four who made the, made the cut, the best performer of those four was Spieth, who was tied 30th. So right. it, it sort of can throw up, uh, this guy had a magic week, he was great in the greens, bang, here's a card joke. Yeah. Yeah, look, that's another reason why I kind of why, why JT was like, okay, I'm actually going to ignore that recent form or that open form because it is shite. I agree. It's yeah, for him, this, it's worse. If this was Augusta or something that we're playing this week, I, I definitely get behind him. I definitely back him at 22 to 1. But just St. Andrews, JT winner doesn't doesn't jump off the page to me the same way John Ram, St. Andrews, or Rory, St. Andrews winner jumps off the page. So, um, yeah, respect him. I keep an eye out for him, but he's just not, not for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> Next up, we have three lads on 25 to 1. We have Willie Z, Colin Morikawa, defending champion, and Shane Larry, the defending champion before him. So um, they're three nays for myself. Willie Z was close to getting on my on my bet slipper, right, to be fair. Um, Colin Morikawa, I think he's just very bad form at the moment. Um Huge price, though, obviously, um, for him. I just this season just doesn't seem to be on it. His putting seems to be off, just not for me. And then 
Shane Lowry is a very interesting one. I I just don't think at the end of the day he's up there with the likes of Rory and Ram at that level yet, personally. But um, just as in, in terms of recent form, I just don't think mm-hmm. he's he, he's there for me. Yeah, I, I'm nay on all three of them as well. So Zalatoris, I just can't back him. I backed him for the PGA, or not the PGA, the US Open, where he he had another chance and and threw it away. So I just can't can't get behind him to win a tournament until he's actually proven. I, I'll gladly miss his next win um, just to avoid the, the heartbreak that he he causes. So Zalatoris, I would 100% recommend if you're doing a little accumulator on top 10, top 20 finishes, throw Zalatoris in to be top 20 because he's just his major record is is absolutely unbelievable. Colin Morikawa, I saw him boosted on a, a side to 40 to 1 earlier in the week. So I just, just threw a five each way on that for for FOMO now on to miss out on Morikawa 40 to 1. He's an unbelievable iron player, which is going to be a, another key stat to, to, to look at. And he can he can get hot with the putter anytime. So I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, rule more. He's always underestimated the majors and, and he generally tends to prove people somewhat wrong. And obviously last year he did it um, did it at the open. So um he's an A for me, but I would I wouldn't put anybody off backing him. And then Lowry, he's an A for me. I think he's peaked already in the season. I think he went on an absolute streak there for about six to eight weeks where he was leading, I think he was leading strokes gained on tour had two or three chances to win. I think I backed him most of those times and he didn't do it. So I, I don't think he can pick his game back up to go out and win an Open in this in this field. He does have a good St. Andrews record. He was, uh, him and John Murphy were in the final group of the Dunhill links uh, not so long ago. I think it was last year where Lowry was. So he, he likes St. Andrews, but um, I, I just think that he's peaked and at the price 25 to 1. If you're asking me Morikawa or, or Lowry, I take Morikawa uh, all day. Okay, fair enough, Donny. Yeah, they're all all three of them are nay. So just Willie Z again, it's a law of averages, but not to win. I think he's just he's pretty much rewritten record books in terms of how many top tens he's posted in his first like ten majors. It's like seven or six. It's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the week where he just kind of plots around and. I would say a top 30, top 40, but I think maybe this is this is the week where things are a little bit different and maybe the speed the speed of the greens will get them. And what I mean by that is the lack of speed in them. Yeah. So he's an out more coward. Like, yeah, he's had a bad year. And he like he's posted two top fives in, in three majors. So he's tied 55th at the PGA, but he was fifth at the Masters, tied fifth at the at the US Open. So 25 to 1 is just ginormous a price. It's it's just way too big a price. It's massive. Yeah. Um and and who the fuck arrives up has never even seen a Lynx golf course. He, he's never played Lynx golf. He said he'd never played Lynx golf. He arrives up to St. George's and he won. Like he literally made a mockery of 150 years of Lynx tradition last year. And I don't mean that as a criticism of it. It was just incredible to watch. The guy's just like, yeah, it's golf. I'm really good at this. It doesn't matter if we're playing in a fucking, if we're playing underwater, I'll still somehow win. Um, that's mad. Like he's an open champion and he's played it once. Yeah. Who, I know. knows, who knows what that who knows what that kid? Like that kid could turn up and win three of the next five. I, I've no idea. I've I've made him, but great price. Amazing yeah, price. Larry, Larry, I'm I'm with Steve big time. I think he's I think he's peaked, but if Larry was 40 to 1, I'm taking him. Yeah, or even, same. even 35 to 1, I'm taking him. It's just, it's too, 
Like you can't put him at the same price as Morikawa, and we know he's he was he won Port Rush by six, and we know he he's got so much experience at links golf. We know that he won Baltray as an amateur. We know all this stuff about him. Um, maybe the maybe the the setting kind of inspires him a little bit potentially. I don't know, but he's played so well for so long and not got it done. I, I absolutely I think he he's, he's in a top ten accumulator. I'll put Shane Larry in. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to win. I'm I'm okay with swerving him at the price. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Um. All right. Next up, we got two players at twenty eight to one: Patrick Cantley and Cam Smith, who we already mentioned at the start of the podcast. He is on Golf Twitter, the most tipped player this week. Yeah. Um. Cantley is someone that I, I think he does have the game to win an Open Championship. I'm I'm not going to back him. I'm swerving him. I think 28 to 1 is a little bit big um, for someone of, of Cantley's ability, the amount of wins that he's had in the last you know two years or so. Um, but yeah, just just not backing him this week. I, I just don't again not standing out to me. Patrick Cantley, winner of the open at St. Andrews, not not jumping out. Cam Smith, I just I just don't fancy him this week. I haven't fancied him for for quite a while, to be honest. Maybe when he gets a, a nice haircut, I might uh might start looking at him again. But yeah, I think the guy needs to sort out his driver before he he wins a major championship for me personally, but we, we yeah. shall see. Yeah, look, again, uh, two, two nays for me. First of all, Cam Smith better never cut off that fucking mullet. I'll, I'll put that out there right now. I'm um, fucking right. You've uh, you take that with you to the grave, mate. Yeah, it's amazing. Facts. I love it. Back and roll. I don't cover. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I think for <laughs> me, uh, um, Cam Smith's definitely a player that's very intriguing this week. Um, but yeah, look, just, not enough for me to back him, so they're both nays for me. Yeah, so Cam's my yay. Cam's my number one yay. And do you know what? I think there's no, there's definite bias. Everything I say is bias in it, to be honest. Um, but uh, with Cam again, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about this whole wedge fest and that that metric that I I just have hung my hat on this week about proximity to the hole from fifty to one hundred and twenty five yards. He's second, and JT is first. The concern is he's only 103rd and scrambling, so he better just keep hitting those fucking greens. But uh, his open record again, he's posted one top 20 in four, um, and a tied 33rd, and then he made the cut, but it was he was said he's 78th, and he missed the cut once. But uh, similarly to how Rams kind of tee game is, is, is pulled back because off the tee, St. Andrews is quite straightforward, I think Cam's weakness off the tee in terms of accuracy at times is kind of uh is is somewhat diminished because it's it's not going to be a particularly demanding um it's not a de- it's not a demanding tee to green test it's demanding in terms of accuracy it's very demanding in terms of putting and i love like i love cam smith putting i like any guy in the world 10 footer to save your life give, i'll take cam just everything about I, I love his putter, I love his stroke, I love how he goes about it. Um, I think if it's low, I think Cam Smith is definitely a guy you can get to 22 under par, 20 under par, and get hot. He's shown that at like he's shown that at the Masters this year when he came close. I think I'm going to keep backing him until he wins a major because I think he'll win one soon. Um, and because he hasn't been as consistent, like he's won twice this year, he went close to the Masters, he's gone close as well. Uh, you get that extra bit of value so he's i got him at 30 to 1 on the exchange so he's my number he's my headline pick um who's the other guy uh patty, patty. Oh, patty ice fuck, fuck off next 
Gaddy Ice. So uh, next oh, up, then we I'm, have I'm three, three players, <laughs> um, a 33 to one. Uh, it is Dustin Johnson, Tyrrell Hatton, and Tommy Fleetwood. So I guess really quickly, just for me quickly, DJ is a nay, but that's an absolutely insane price. Um, Tyrrell Hatton, not for me. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, though, is is my fifth pick for this week. So, um, yeah, I think he's been playing well again. Um, of course, suits him. Um, and, yeah, I think he's a solid pick at a 35 to 1. I think that's huge value, even though saying that DJ there at 33 to 1 is insane value. Do you want to do you want to jump in there, Danny, before I go off on a rant on how good a bet DJ is? Or yeah, cool. I don't have a huge amount to say. I do like the Tommy Fleetwood bet. So do tied I. Fourth, tied fourth at the Genesis. Yeah. Tied fifth at the PGA. Second tied, to Lowry back in yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah. Tied 14th at the Masters this year. A lot of really solid stuff, actually. Um, good head of hair on him as well. Gray head of hair. He's a good lad. I pray to God that he doesn't go uh, live golfing because that would be really shitty to take because he is a good lad. But uh, I like. I think the price is fair on him. I think he'll give you a run. Uh, I'm, I'm nay. I'm not on him, but I like the bet. Um, Tyrrell is my is another pick I have. So of the top guys, JT, Cam Smith, and Tyrrell are my three. Partly, I picked Tyrrell out at the start of the year. So at the start of every year, I just pick four guys, put them in, in a lucky 15 for the four majors. So I'd cam for the Masters, hovelling for the US Open. That didn't go so well. I've got Tyrrell, 40-1. to He's starting to play a little bit better. He gets down on himself so much. It's not been a great season for him. Um, you know, like, Steve, you you uh, you uh, interviewed him last week. And, yeah, like... He, he he enjoys links golf. I think he'll I think he'll do well. He's he's posted a top six and a top five at the open in in, in he has a great Saint Andrews five. record too with that. Yeah, in his last five. I, and yeah, he knows that he's knows his way around that. He might go under the radar a bit. I'd love Tyrrell to contend. It life is more fun when Tyrrell Hatton is at the sharp end of golf tournaments because you always get some you get some great golf or you get some great entertainment a la Nick Kyrgios, but not as explosive, obviously. So yeah, we'll have Hatton. Uh, who was the other one at that price point? It was DJ, DJ. Hatton and uh, Tommy Fleetwood. No, I'm not real, nothing really to say on DJ, so I'm going to hand it over to Steve and let him do the <laughs> talking for me. Perfect. So DJ, Liv Golf's superstar, Donny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, just have the like tumbleweed gift there added into the video, you know. So look, DJ at 35 to 1 is, is just absolutely outrageous, right? So he, he's just a guy I refuse to give up on. There's five... In my mind, there's five players that could turn up to any any given golf course and uh, and go out and absolutely shred it. DJ's one of them. The other four would be McElroy, Ram, JT, and Speed. I think they're they're probably in terms of talent, in terms of you know ability to to dominate a golf tournament. I think, I think those are my my five, and DJ is, is definitely one of them. Um, last night over here, what's that? Sorry. Sorry, I would I would agree with that five. Oh, thank you. Being that's able two. to beat the shit out of everyone else, I think that's probably fair. That's two agreements in this podcast, bro. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> um, nine open appearances. He has four top tens. Uh, he played the 2010 Open at St. Andrews. He was seventh going into the final round, but he faded. The 2015 Open Championship, he, he shot a 65 on day one uh, and a 69 on day two, and he had a two-shot lead going into the, the weekend here at St. Andrews, but just had a, a terrible weekend and fell away 
So he's proven he can start a tournament well here. He can play a good third round here at St. Andrews in an open. But um, obviously a more mature man now that he is. I think he'll have the, the mentality. I think he has enough money in the bank to, uh, to not have to worry about any other implications other than becoming a, a major championship. And to be fair to him, he has been hanging around major championships this, um, this year as well. So he was 12th at Augusta. He was 25th at the US Open. And a really interesting stat about DJ is that he has at least one win every season on the PGA Tour since 2008. So that's uh, 14 consecutive years now that he has at least one win. Uh, and that's potentially his last chance this week to, to go out and keep that streak alive. So I think DJ will be yeah, motivated. I thought the streak was already dead. He didn't win it in last year. He did, yeah. What did he win last year? I'm pretty sure that streak died last year because I was actively following it and he ran out of tournament. Well, we'll say he won because it's what I have. It's what I have written down. Oh, here, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, no, genuinely. Yeah, no, to be fair, I thought. I Steve thought is wrong. Thing. Tweet us if I'm wrong. Don't. I thought oh. the last thing. I thought the last thing he won was the Masters. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because in October of. But I think 20, that, twenty. I think that yeah. counted as a wraparound season because it was 2020, oh, okay. 2021. Oh, oh yeah. Well. Yeah. Can so I give anyway. you a, a trend that so you mentioned about him having a two-shot lead at 36 holes? I really just wanted to get this trend in because for in-play betting, this is super important. The last 15 winners at the Open, or at St. Andrews, and, and this so this goes back a long, long, long time, they were within three shots after round one. So you can't chase, basically. That if you're got like unfortunately, if your guy is seven back after round one, you can't be like, oh, maybe get into it. No, he's fucking dead. He's done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And then just going back to your your point about the wedge play, uh, DJ's put tons of work into his wedge play over the last four or five years. Yep. One of the one of the best out there. His driving is unbelievable. His putter putter is streaky, like most people. But I think. Uh, I think he can step it up for a week and, and how good would it be now? I think DJ would love to, with all the shit he's been getting for joining Live, I think he'd love to win uh, win the, the RNA's 150th Open and, and maybe have a nice thank you to Greg Norman in his, his speech who got, got pied off by uh, by the RNA Champions Dinner. Uh, and just speaking of Live, he's been seventh and third at the last two Live events. So he's in good nick. The game is sharp. And I think we're going to see Dustin Johnson feature at 35 to 1. If, if Dustin Johnson wins at 35 to 1 and you're not on him, you're going to say, wow, that was fucking stupid. There can't be, like, I mean, in fairness to DJ, there can't be many people in the field who have recently beaten Andy Ogletree because <laughs> he's, he, I think he works in Subway uh, most weekends. Yeah, no, he does, yeah, but he got the weekend off there to play and live, so it was all right. I have but, to say, sorry. And then he bought his own Subway. One yeah, thing yeah. I want to say quickly is I think it'll be a very interesting week for the live players, especially DJ. Um, as Steve said, they have the money now, so that worry is gone, right? I, and now I'd flip that on my head saying, well, did they give enough of a shit now? Like, you know, and... and ah, they, do. they probably will. They probably will. But also, it's hard to not be a little less content when you have everything sorted now. You have all it's, the money. It's no the longer really give a shit. So I think it, it's a big week for the live golfers, especially DJ in the fact that he is 33 to one. If he shows up and wins, it's, as Dolly said, it's yet another kind of reasoning why you kind of have to keep the best golfers in these big tournaments. Otherwise it turns it into a, a lesser spectacle, let's say. Um, I, I think this is the one major where, so in the Masters, there's 85 guys play. 
And realistically, I think there's only about 20 guys who can win it. Hmm. Maybe 25. US Open, I think it's the same because to win US Open, you just have to be fucking unbelievable. But the Open Championship can be won. It can actually be won by a nobody. I mean, Ben Curtis, Todd Hamilton, two examples. I'm not saying a nobody, but, you know, it can be like Stuart Sink, Darren Clark, the best bet I ever did, that 125 to 1 in in 2011. It can be won by a real random fucker. And... Uh, that I think I think that's why there's value like way down the leaderboard, way down the board. And we're not going to drone on, but there's a couple of guys who are who are interesting way down the board. Yeah, hundred percent, no hundred percent. Um, yeah. So actually, just want to touch on that for anyone who didn't hear, Greg Norman was <laughs> kind of basically uninvited to the event. Uh, I believe the official presser said that with all of the negative news and kind of spotlight on the live tour event the organizers and the sponsors decided it would be best if greg norman did not basically come to the uh, tournament which included the uh past champions dinner that happens wednesday i think is it or yeah phil phil is swerving it as well but that's yeah. of his own accord yeah so I, i'll just really quickly also on that before we go back to, to the greg norman thing i saw tiger was on the range this morning i don't know if he, if he saw it and jt said some like bigly comment towards him being like hope you make the cut or something and tiger goes i'll see you tomorrow night at the uh, past champions dinner oh no wait you haven't won here yet <laughs> and jt just walked away and i was like Go on, got it. Did, did you see him this morning? He was there, uh, he's on the putting green about 20 feet away from McElroy, who was aiming at a different flag. And Tiger just started rifling balls at him. <laughs> he just he's looked the last for a mess. Rifling balls at yeah, him. yeah, he no, like he just puts like oh, he just started hitting putts at his feet. Do, do you know what? I, I, this is sad, it's a segue, but I think we're seeing, I think we might, this might be the last time we see Tiger in a major. No, no, I'd be back for Augusta next year. He won't, yeah, we won't see him I again till Augusta. Yeah, but, I, I, what, what concerns me is the lack of any kind of improvement in his in his uh, mobility from the US Open, not the US Open, the PGA. We'll see. Sorry, it's a segue. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah no, that that's that's again. fair. I mean, look, I think he looked awful at the at the JP stuff. Um, you know, me and Donnie did comment on that. Um, but look, at the end of the day. It just it takes a long time for your body to recover. Um, I know he is the best physios, best you know sports science people in his uh, corner, but it still just takes a long, long time. Um, and I hope now he plays at St Andrews, whether or not he plays well or not. Just I hope he just takes the next whatever it is, eight nine months until Augusta, just to try and get himself healthy, mentally back there. And as you know, I think if he goes to Augusta and just can't really hit the heights that he wants to, I think then you can maybe talk about, you know, the hanging up your clubs and stuff, even though I really don't see that happening. I, I can see Tiger playing in kind of exhibition, like, you know, majors for, for a number of years to come. But yeah, I yeah Tiger, won't, Tiger, Tiger will never tee it, tee it up when he knows he can't win. And that's not when people think he can't win. That's when he knows he can't win. Yeah, and 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 like he's just not, he's just not gonna do it. He's it's Tiger fucking Woods, lads. He's yeah, not he's gonna too, be like, hey guys, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna Sandy Lyle it now and stink to play. Sorry, that's unfair. Actually, Sandy played well at the Masters for a bit. I'm just gonna Ben Crenshaw myself, or or and just make a fucking tit of myself and shoot fifty and over. Tiger's never gonna do that ever. Yeah. 
and just to go back to Greg Norman, bro, I think it's I yeah. think it's a stupid decision to to ban him. Like two time, you can't choose your past champions, Aaron. It's a, no, it's a past champions event. He's won it twice, and to ban the guy from coming because he's he's at a he's a head head of a tour that is not related to the RNA at all. It it seems like an odd decision to me, and I think it's a uh, strange. But whatever they're gonna do, what they're gonna do. Yeah, do you want look, to, do you want to know to what honest, I think? Go I on, can Daniel. guess. Good decision. Silly, petty. Yeah, yeah. I think I think silly, silly, I, I, silly yeah. petty, and unnecessary. Because Jesus. if he arrived one, he may not have turned up anyway. And I think there was a, a likelihood. I know it was hilarious. He was trying. He said he was going to play it this year. It's like, yeah, Greg, you got to qualify, you silly prick. Um, I. I, I Un, just it's actually unnecessary it's, it's the RNA and this is now a clue to what might happen for the future of these major championships in terms of a reaction I don't know but um, it was a bit childish for me like come on like he's not going to go like, what, if he goes there as a past champion like probably what was the likely outcome is most people would just be like I, I actually don't want to talk to you get out of my face fuck off yeah. and he had, then he has a shite night and he feels ostracised <laughs> but he wasn't ostracised because he's there yeah. Uh, he's not going to be like here come on over to me talk to some of the top guys and we'll, uh, we'll we'll get more lads to leave he's not going to be there on business he would have been there I think I think if he was invited he would have sacked it off to be honest because he would have got yeah. so much media potential yeah. and he got would have got all the media attention and we now know that he's fucking stupid with the media when he says that like we're a journalist is oh you know we all make mistakes so very silly from the RNA. Yeah, I, I, I think it's very silly. Um, I think it's disrespectful to his golf career. And I, yeah, I totally get that, that you can totally. say that people, they disagree with the little tour or whatever. He is a past champion, as you said. He's won it twice. You cannot disrespect someone who's won your golf tournament, no matter what he's done, unless, you know, unless it's criminal. But, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I disagree with it. I think you could have handled it better. I think you you could have said to Greg, look, Greg, if you come, you're coming to play in it. We want none of your fucking negative bullshit. We want not the, the media will sure not you can, be allowed. You can't play in it. Past champions, past champions get like a 10-year exemption and then you've got to qualify. So yeah, there's, okay, a, okay. there's a past champions event on the Wednesday or something, isn't there? That they yeah, they there's some yeah, there's some things like that that he would have went. Anyway, look, yeah, very, very poorly handled. For Greg. Uh, but anyway. so the only situation where it's okay to ban someone is like I have such a low opinion of Greg Norman like he's a piece of shit mm. but he's not committed a crime here he's now he's cheerleading for a bunch of people who committed for atrocious things but unless a guy gets done for and I say gets done sorry that's disrespectful in itself if a guy gets convicted of sexual assault or domestic violence yeah. or, 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 or a violent crime like even if he gets convicted of fraud you're probably like ah come on come on yeah, let him out yeah, but like a violent him, crime, right? a violent crime, get out of here. Ah. This is a political ban. Like, yep. come on, be 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 fucking grown ups or now. Yeah, please. no, I agree. Um, okay, so look, the last few there we will talk about, um, and then we'll move on to if we pick larger than than these. The last four, last five names I have here in front of me is Brooks Kepka, Hideki Matsuyama. Louis Oosthuizen, Jesus, three live players in a row. Um, Victor Hovland and Mr. Samuel Burns. So, really quickly for me, Brooks Kepka, zero chance, not going near him. Matsuyama, 
don't know, he's been kind of semi-injured, but he looks like he was coming back to a bit of form. But then he fucked off to live, and it's, it's after pissing me off. So, well, it's not confirmed yet. It's, Is it's it not confirmed yet? It's not officially. Okay. Here's Vecchi. It's just, it's just. There's a huge amount of rumor. That, and, they, and, and, they've been told not to announce that until the opens finished. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He's, he's going. It's, it's not, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, and then you've Louis Hazen, who was a man who always seems to show up for these random kind of anyone can win majors as that Donnie said. No, it's a great this is a great pick for Lou, it's a great pick for Louis. Yeah. He's won it here and he's been second here in yeah. St Andrews. And then it's a have, great pick. You have Victor Hovland and then Sam Burns as I said. So they're both nays for me. Sam Burns my absolute boy to be honest but um back at the Scottish Open last week didn't seem to be enjoying it in any way shape or form. Um, so he's a swerve for me this week, but at 40 to one, once again, massive price for uh, someone who's been playing very well this season. Yeah, I think, I think Byron's big price. I think Hovland is a massive price, even though he's been shy yeah. the last, um, he was t- t- big price 28 or something for the Scottish Open and, and he, he blew up there and missed the cut. There's something, although I think he didn't have his clubs for the Scottish Open or something like that. So, um, he's, he has been a little bit out of form, um, from what we've seen. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Hovland pop up. He's an A for me. Uh, Burns are going to swerve him as well. My my third and final bet of the week is Louis Eustazen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll I'll hand the floor over to you, Donny, to to wrap it up. But uh, let me just pull up my my little fact sheet here on Louis Eustazen. So he's, I got him at forty five to one with uh, with eight places each way. He's uh, Mister Saint Andrews over his last couple of times that he's played there. Um, demolished the field in 2010 he won by I think it was six shots um, or, or something like that basically blew, blew the field away he lost in a playoff to Zach Johnson in 2015 he's played uh, 14 times at the Open he has five top tens a win in a second not a great um, major record this year but he's had all that live stuff going on in the background uh, so probably a little bit distracted by that so I'll, I'll forgive him the last two or three Um two or three majors, but he generally does step his game up for major championships. If we fly back to 2021, he was 26 at the Masters, second at the PGA, uh, sorry, second at the US Open, second at the third at the PGA and third at the Open in 2021. So just love stepping his game up. Uh, He was eighth at the BMW International in Germany, shot four rounds under par. So his game is pretty sharp. And uh, just, just for you, Donnie, he was fifth at the, the last live imitational event as well. So uh game is is sharp. He's going back to St. Andrews or he has a lot of great memories. And I think 45 to 1 is uh just a must back price each way for, for Louis. So he's my he's my third and final bet of the week. You know the you know the Alan Partridge. <laughs> that one. Sorry for people who are just listening, you know what he's just like he's in the cafe Shrugs. like you know, what are you talking about? Yeah the fifth and live was just like huh um, still fifth of 46 players it's not but yeah no, uh, Louis Louis a Louis a great bet this week he's a nay for me um but he's a great bet he's it's exactly such an he's obvious lived. bet it's such an obvious bet uh, no, it's you no know, it's not even it's not even um and I'll, I'll probably live to regret it oh my hey. god fuck's sake go on stop quit. stop promoting him Danny will you uh, um yeah pretty much uh Kepka well, should be don't worry without Brooksy. Don't never no, do it. He's a dickhead. Fuck him. Oh. Uh, no, he is. He's a bully. I don't know. Big guy, a bully. He's um, a coward. Yeah, yeah. He, he's whatever. And then who was the other one? Oh, what? Hovland. Oh, Hideki. Hovland. Hideki. Oh, sorry. Hovland. Hovland. There was five of them, to be fair. It was tough to. 
Sorry, yeah. Uh, apologies. My memory doesn't last past none of them. They're all days for me. I'm not even talking about Holland. He just needs to. He just needs some time off. Reset. Stop getting freaked out about a shit short game and just let it be and and let it flow again and he'd be all right. Um, but yeah, well, let's do some big price guys because I, I think a lot of a lot of our listeners want to find the big massive nuggets, so we're gonna have to give them a couple. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think me myself and yourself, Donnie, have the same person. I'm I'm pretty sure we do. Um, the guy's gonna be broken her heart. Yeah, he's gonna be so well back. He's gonna be so well back. His his now his price has just been gobbled up. So I got Ryan Fox at eighty five to one on the exchange last week, and now he's into sixties. And you're probably getting him at fifties and places, which is is not really a fair price anymore. For like a guy who's got unbelievable form, but he doesn't have the class of the very top of the field. Like he doesn't. His form is just ridiculous. He's a DP World Tour lock every week. He keeps contending. He's won twice. He should have won more. I am. I am taking him. Um, I, he made the cut last week and then kind of faded away a bit. Um, I had him back last week as well. So I, I threw him in, but I'm I'm not thinking he's gonna win or anything. Yeah. That's what, no. So uh, can I give you my can I give you my other three then just really quickly yep, and then I'll, and then I promise I'll shut up. Um, my other three are I'm taking Jordan Smith off the DP World Tour. He's been top twenty five in each of his last seven events. Now the difficulty and the problem with that is he's only converted two of them into a top ten. So obviously in your top ten if you want to get each way places, hundred and fifty to one though drives it great. Um, that's the strongest part of his game for a while. Is he, he does drive it great. He he was on the, he was like at the very sharp end of the leaderboard at times in the Scottish, and then had a poor back nine on Sunday. Um, but one hundred and fifty to one, do like the guy's game. I like the fact he's so consistent. He's playing really yeah. good golf, and I think he's he's kind of like he's Ryan Fox's little brother in the context of a guy who is who is hitting it almost as well as Fox, but just not posting the real eye catching results as fox but in places he's he's yeah i'm really impressed by him and i think you can get him at 240 on the exchange so i did a little couple of euro there as well and then the other two lads i like i like that trend of you know guys who guys who have contended in majors by the time you get to the open they're going to contend again and even though he broke my heart, I still love him. Meet up Pereira, you can get him at 240 to one on the exchange. Jesus. I think he's another guy. I think he's another guy at about 150. Teeth Green, brilliant. Such an underrated putter. Has he ever seen the Lynx golf course? Haven't got a clue. Does he need to? <laughs> yeah. Does he need to? After Morikawa last week, turns out he doesn't. So no why Lynx not? in Chile, Donica. Oh my god! What was that? It sounded like New Zealand. It sounded a bit. Cute. It sounded like South Africa to me. It sounded oh, like Trump the Frog. This is fucking South Africa, brother. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's the same. Yeah, me and Prayer from Cape Town. I'll do some. I'll do some work on it. And then a big, massive swing that I'm having, uh, and I have put him to win only, which is hilarious because he won't. But uh, Wyndham Clark, I think you can get him as big as two hundred to one in places. He's having a really good season. He bombs it. He needs to put a little bit better. Um, he's 600 to 1 on the exchange, which is gas. But uh, he's he, if he gets a morning draw on Thursday, I'm going to back him for first round leader as well. Wyndham Clark. Um, yeah, so they're, they're my four sort of outsiders. Fox Pereira, Jordan Smith, Wyndham Clark. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, Fox is, Fox is, is uh, my only uh, outside pick. Um, so Shocking. I know he's, 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 he's let us down tremendously over the last few weeks, but 
Ah, but he's given like, us such entertainment. Given like, us so been, much entertainment. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you um, but yeah, look, I mean, as I said, um, I guess my picks overall is McElroy, JT, Matty Fitz, Xander, Fleetwood, and Rain Fox. Um, and are they picks or did you just name all the favorites? Uh, pretty oh, much both. Yeah, for Fox. Six of one, you know. Um, can I can I just throw a name out there as well? The price that stood out here is uh, Paul Casey, one hundred and fifty to one. Wow. That is a now I know he's had terrible injury problems, but if like if he doesn't tee it up, you'll get your money back. If Casey does play 150 to one is huge for him. Yeah. I also yeah. I also think Seamus Power at 80 yeah. to one, Billy Horschel Billy Horschel at 90 to one. Um and Victor Perez at a hundred to one. I think three of them prices are massive as well, to be honest. And just having a look at Paul Casey's last five Open Championships. Last year, tied 15th. Then uh, tied 57th. All right, not great. Tied 11th, 2017, very good. Uh, tied 51st in 2018, not fantastic. Uh, tied 74th. There's no missed cuts there. Tied 47th. Hasn't missed the cut at the Open Championship since 2012. And the last time he finished the tournament was the Players' Championship, and he was third. Yeah, he should. He could have won it, but his ball landed in a diver. Remember that? I was the, fucked. The 17th, yeah, that was so the 16th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, keep an eye out for him. Maybe, maybe, and the other one actually, sorry, was Gary Woodland, 125 to one. Yeah. Major championship, Texas man, or major champion, Texas guy, loves hitting a stinger. Played well in Scotland last week for a long time as well. Uh, I think he finished, where did he finish in the end? Top 20, anyway, in the end. Uh, mm. Gary Woodland, so I I wouldn't rule him out either. So there's two two little long shots for myself, Woodland and um, Paul Casey. Yeah, fair. And also, uh, I know he had a very bad Scottish Open, but Adrian Moronk, my boy, the big pole, is 125 to one. He won a few weeks ago. Um, he won the Irish. Oh yeah, won the Irish Open two weeks ago. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, um, another great price there. So there's plenty of, of big price betting um to do. Um, I might back Adrian Moronk at 125. I I I'm I must kind of make that decision now. Probably won't though after his Scottish Open appearance, but just do some um, you know, I guess research in what in what we've said. Donnie's given you a lot of trends there to follow. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can get another winner. I mean, we'd have what three of the four majors then one if we get this, so it wouldn't yep. be bad, like to be fair. So any other takeaway boys? Actually, McKenzie. Um, yeah, I wanna I wanna do a shout out. I wanna do a shout out. Um, so one of the boys, one of the I, I guess for lack of a better term, young lads who works in our local golf club, one of his mates, one of his mates is after qualifying for the Open. So uh, his name is, hang on, it's Ronan... Malarney. Yes, is it Malarney? 2,500 to one. Beautiful. Ronan, so yeah, Ronan's qualified and um, he was down practicing in Dune Beg last week and he just randomly bumped into Bryson DeChambeau and started and played with him. And they played together the second day as well, which oh, is a good bit of crack. And like I was showing a video in the pro shop um, of you know Bryson taking it taking a tee shot, and there's not a single human being anywhere to be seen apart from the two boys. I assume they had caddies, but uh, I thought that was cool. So best of luck to Ronan. There's another couple of Irish guys who uh, who got in as well. 
um, whose names I'm trying to find. Uh, there's Ryan Clark you know. is there. Yeah, no, there's a, uh, David Carey was the other one who qualified. So best of luck to those guys. Hope they have the best week of their lives. And come what may, who knows? Maybe Ronan Mullerney has the 54-hole lead like Paul Dunn did a few yeah. years ago. And that would not be some crack. Um, yeah, and that's me. I'm, I'm done. Beautiful. Yeah, solid. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, again, we forgot to give the socials out at the top of the podcast. But sure, look, we'll do it now. Um, I fuck, uh, like, we're the Fairway Finders. Type Fairway Finders into any social media network you follow, apart from, like, WeChat. And you'll find us. We're on uh, Twitter, mostly. Finders Fairway. Put our tips, put it insights, put a bit of crack up there. And then we're Fairway Finders Pod on Instagram, too. If you like the podcast, we enjoy doing it. Um, we would just, we'd love a five-star review. We're not asking anybody for patrons or any of that shit. Because um, who would? Uh, <laughs> I would. That's who would. But uh, yeah, um, thank you so much. And if you enjoy it, give us a, a review. Uh, even if it's a, sh- I know, if it's a shit one, just abuse us on Twitter. Don't, yeah, don't yeah, give perfect. us a review. Exactly. Very nice, Danny. Very yeah. nice closing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. All right, so boys, hopefully we get another winner. So, and uh, yeah, we'll be doing a recap next week. Perfect. All right. See you later, boys. Talk to you soon. Peace. Go on, JT. Just take a moment to admire the fact that I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open Champion.